the Adventist health message is designed by a God to prepare a people for the coming of Jesus. This is Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. Today's message, Wholeness in a Broken World, Part 2. Enjoy, and remember you can always catch up with past messages and stay up to date with Hope Lives 365 and Pastor Mark by going to hopelives365.com. And now, Pastor Mark Finley. Now, this amazing truth of the manna teaches us two things, and here are the lessons. The manna was a supernatural gift from God. It was not something manufactured by human beings. Because you may be a good cook, but you can't make that much manna. (laughs) It was not something Israel brought with them out of Egypt. It came down from heaven. The psalmist calls manna the bread from heaven. He declares that, that man ate angel's food. God's divine principles of health are one of the richest gifts that come down from heaven. Human genius did not manufacture them. Human science confirms them, but did not originate them. The health message is modern manna falling in abundance for a people living at the close of human history. Light shines from heaven's sanctuary, revealing eternal truths about life and health for an end-time generation. Now, there's another aspect here. The amount of manna to feed Israel was just too great for any human being to manufacture. It had to be a heavenly gift. So no matter what good works you perform, you can never perform enough, just like no Israelite could prepare enough food to feed those people because the amount was too great. The distance between me and God is just too great. I thank God for the heavenly man of the bread of life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Salvation is too great a gift for any of us to manufacture. So Jesus, the bread of life, the true manna, is a heavenly gift freely given to enable us to live not for a few years in the wilderness of this world, but eternally. Now, something else about that manna. The manna came right where the people were. The manna came right where the people were. There was enough for all. God reaches us where we are. Heaven's bounties of fresh air, sunshine, pure water, a healthy diet, rest, useful work, temperance, trust, and divine power. They are heaven's gifts within the reach of all. There is light shining. Light shining from the sanctuary. Light shining through the open door of a sanctuary. And that light says to you and to me, to an end time people, Jesus says, I have a precious gift for you. The gift of a message of health to keep you healthy, but a gift to share with the world. And there is an abundance for all. Now, when Ellen White was only a teenager, she had an amazing vision. When I first read that vision, I I wondered about it. You'll find it in the book, Early Writings, page 20. And she's taken off in vision. She's still a teenager. And she says, And I saw a table of silver. It was many miles in length. Yet her eyes could extend over it. I saw the fruit of the tree of life, the manna, the almonds, the figs, the pomegranates, the grapes, and other kinds of fruit. 
And I thought to myself, oh, I understand about the almonds, the figs, the pomegranates, the grapes. But she, she has this vision of heaven, this silver table, and she sees the manna there. Why? The prophet of God lists manna as one of the heavenly foods God has prepared for the redeemed in the new earth. And all of a sudden it struck me. By living in harmony with heaven's principles today and sharing these principles with others, we prepare for the day that we'll eat manna in the new earth. The manna in the new earth will be a perpetual reminder to us that our total dependency for life itself is on God. The manna in the new earth will be a perpetual reminder to us that all of life comes through his grace and his goodness. We have been entrusted in the message of health with one of heaven's most priceless gifts. The manna is in our hands. What do we do with it? God has given us a message of health for all humanity. Light shining through the open door of heaven's sanctuary to the Adventist church. Will we spurn that light personally? Will we say, Lord, thanks for the manna, but I'd rather have the flesh pots of McDonald's. No, I mean, I'd rather have the flesh pots of Egypt. Uh, thanks for the manna, Lord, but, um, you know, I need something a little more spicy here. It's a little bland, this plant-based manna diet. You know, the manna's in our hands. God gives us not only a message of diet, but a message of exercise and drinking water and health. And as a busy health professional, God speaks to your heart this morning. Is there some area in your life that you're not living in harmony with the principles of health that God has given? And God says, I'm giving you that manna. I'm giving you that manna. Light shining through the open door of the sanctuary. Will we spurn that light personally? Will we consider heaven's message lightly? Will we disregard it because it requires a change in our lives? What will we personally do with the message of health that God has given us? Now, the more I've studied, the more I've become impressed with this, that we are living at the climax of human history. And the divine door of destiny of heaven's sanctuary is opened. And it's no accident that you were born for this hour. You could have been born 100 years ago. You could have been born 500 years ago. But God brought you on the scene of this earth's history right now. And it's no accident that God has given you a brain, that he's given you a mind, that he's given you skills and abilities as a medical professional. You are to lead the vanguard of a new generation of physicians, of dentists, of doctors, of, of, of healthcare professionals in any area to reveal to a waiting world and a watching universe at this moment of Earth's history where the doors are open for it of the integration of the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual dimensions of life. God has brought this organization to fruition for that very reason. Now let me share with you how God has prepared the world for this very moment. God's prepared the world for the message of health shining from heaven's sanctuary. Years before he ever directed his people to it in the mid-1800s, in the late 1700s, early 1800s, God was preparing his, the world for it. God is a divine strategist. And the light from heaven that bursts upon the world at a given time often begins in gentle rays. God prepares the world for bursts of glory. Before Seventh-day Adventists ever clearly understood the relationship between 
health and, and, and spirituality. God was always already working on hearts, although these early health reformers in the 17 and 1800s didn't sense the fullness of God's message, God was revealing it to them. God was preparing the world for the fullest revelation of end time truth, a total comprehensive message of health to be given to a last generation. Let me give you examples of how God was preparing a people for this message. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, that Seventh-day Adventists owe so much to regarding the relationship of health and spirituality. Wesley understood that. You know, Ellen White said of John Wesley that his foundation material of scripture truth, I'm quoting, would stand for all eternity. Most people are not aware that John Wesley was a vegetarian. Listen, here's what Wesley says. Thank God, since I gave up the eating of the flesh of animals, I've bidden adieu to all the ills my flesh was heir to. Wesley understood. He wrote about the importance. Now, there were times that he may have slipped back occasionally, but Wesley was predominantly a vegetarian. Charles Spurgeon, mighty preacher in the 19th century, you know, Spurgeon preached to over 10 million people in the years of his ministry. It is said that Spurgeon wrote six, read six books a week. Spurgeon read six books a week. He preached to 23,000 people one time without a microphone and no mechanical assistance. Spurgeon came to the point in his life where he said, I want to be a vegetarian. So Spurgeon writes, I have lived on a purely vegetarian diet, and I'm a 100% better man for it, which it convinces me others can do so too. Now, what was going on with Wesley? What was going on with Spurgeon? God was using these men in the limited understanding they had of health to begin to prepare a world for the open door of the most holy place of the heavenly sanctuary where a full message would shine upon humanity. In 1807, William Medcalf founded the Vegetarian and Teetotaler Society of Bible Christians in Philadelphia. You know, it's amazing. You study the history of 1800 to 1830, 1840. You have all these health groups beginning to, to sprout. 1832, Sylvester Graham lectured on vegetarianism, and in 1833, he began his journal, urging the use of fruits, nuts, grains, and vegetables. Before Adventists were looking through the light of the open door. 1847, British Vegetarian Society is formed. 1850, the American Vegetarian Society is established. What is going on here? God is preparing a world for this moment. God is preparing the cradle for the birth of the baby. He is preparing a world for the Advent movement that will herald the light from the sanctuary on the message of holistic living to make human beings whole and restore the brokenness that's achieved by sin. We'll be right back with Pastor Mark Finley. We thank you for listening and hope you're enjoying today's message. Our mission is to attractively present the Christ-centered biblical truths of Scripture in a practical, relevant way to people around the world so that they may experience the abundant life that Christ offers and effectively share with confidence His life-changing truths with others. You can support this ministry and help us reach even more by going to hopelives365.com slash donate. And now, back to Pastor Mark Finley. 
During this same time, Dr. James Jackson, Dr. R.T. Thrall popularized hydrotherapy and water treatments, a natural diet, exercise in the fresh air, a host of other natural remedies. This is happening in the 1800s. Why? Because God is a strategist. God is preparing a world. Joseph Bates, the founder of the Sabbath Truth, one of the early Adventist pioneers, understood the importance of health early, and he gave up tea, coffee, alcoholic drinks, meat, cheese, and butter. Now, early Adventists were often sick. They often died young. And it was in, on June 6, 1863, in Oswego, Michigan. Ellen White was in the home of Aaron Hilliard. And while she was there, God shone light through the door of the sanctuary. And Ellen White was given a vision of about 45 minutes on health. Later, she wrote that in six pamphlets called How to Live. It revolutionized the Adventist church, changed our history. Then on December 25th, Christmas Day, 1865, God said to the church, I'm going to give you a Christmas present, the best Christmas present I could possibly give you. And there, Ellen White, Rochester, New York, was given a vision that Adventists should start small home-like institutions. And then it was there as well that she began to chronicle the relationship of health not only to spirituality, but to preparation for the coming of Jesus. Now, E.J. Wagner, on August 7, 1866, makes this incredibly powerful statement about the distinction of the Adventist health message. See, the message that shines from the sanctuary is not simply a message that you can live seven years longer, 10 years longer, 13 years longer. It's not merely helping people to exercise and have a lower cholesterol diet and, 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 and less sugar in their diet. There's something more unique than that. Here, listen to E.J. Wagner, J.H. Wagner, rather, August 6, 1866. He says, we as Seventh-day Adventists do not profess to be pioneers in the general principles of health reform. Why would Wagner make that statement? We don't profess to be pioneers in the general principles of health reform. Because he knew that there was a vegetarian society. He knew about the work of Thrall and Jackson. But he goes on. The facts on which this movement is based have been elaborated in a great measure by reformers, physicians, and writers on physiology and hygiene, and so may be scattered through the land. But we do claim that by God's method of choice... It has been more clearly and powerfully unfolded and is thereby producing an effect which we could not have looked for by any other means. Now listen to this. As mere physiological and hygienic truths, they might be studied by some at their leisure and by others laid aside as of little consequence. But when placed on a level with the great truths of the three angels' message, by the sanction and authority of God's spirit, and so declared to be the means whereby a weak people may be made strong to overcome and our diseased bodies cleansed and fitted for translation. Then it comes to us as an essential part of present truth to be received with the blessing of God or rejected at our peril. So what is Wagner saying? He is saying the Adventist health message is designed by a God to prepare a people for the coming of Jesus. Because the quality of blood that comes to our brain is nourished by our health practices, and the Holy Spirit communicates to our brain. 
So the uniqueness of the Adventist health message is three things. Why did God give the Seventh-day Adventist Church a health message? Number one, he loves us. He wants us to be in health. He desires us to be free from the non-communicable degenerative diseases that are destroying the lives of human beings. This message is a message that shines from the sanctuary, a message of grace, a message of love. It is not a legalistic requirement. It is heaven's manna for this generation. Secondly, why did God give us the Adventist health message? Because he knows that men and women in the world that may not be interested initially in spiritual things are interested in their health. And he knows that the health message is a door to the heart, a door to the soul. That's why he gave it to us. But thirdly, Jesus gave us the health message. Because he knows that that foggy brains and that sickened, diseased bodies may have a difficult time comprehending eternal truths. And so he gave us the health message uniquely in the context of the great controversy to prepare a world for the coming of Jesus. I love the way Ellen White puts it. First volume of the Testimonies, page 488, she says this. I saw, I saw that our heavenly Father has bestowed upon us the great blessing of light upon health reform. Why? that we may obey the claims which he has upon us and glorify him in our bodies and spirits which are his and finally stand without fault before the throne of God. The light is shining today from heaven's sanctuary to you and me. Will you follow that light personally? Will you share that light with others? Will you sense that the message of grace and goodness and love of God that comes from the sanctuary is given as a gift to prepare you and me and the world for the return of Jesus? You know, today the door's open. Today the world is talking about Seventh-day Adventists. Attend any major conference on healthful living and lifestyle, and Seventh-day Adventists are mentioned not as some cult, but as proponents of a healthy lifestyle. There's hardly an article written in scholarly literature that surveys the longest living population groups in America that doesn't mention Seventh-day Adventists. The landmark Adventist health studies, one and two, are being cited by researchers all over the world. Dan Buettner's Blue Zones, his feature article in National Geographic, have captured national and international attention. You go into any grocery store today, you'll be able to find almond milk and soy milk and all other kinds of health foods. Light is shining from heaven's sanctuary. The doors once closed are open today. This is the hour of our divine opportunity. Possibilities are before us today that we only dreamed about decades ago. This is the time for creative, forward-looking thinking right now to capture the world's attention with the Adventist health message. The stage has been set, but so much more can be done. There is nothing more powerful. There is nothing more powerful than a heaven-sent truth whose time has come. All the powers of hell cannot accomplish that, cannot keep that truth from accomplishing its appointed task. All of heaven's power is behind its proclamation. With the coming of the appointed time, both the message and messengers appear on the scene of this world's history. Some may ignore it. Some may minimize it. Some may oppose it. Some may reject it. But heaven's message will have its destined effect. 
The purpose of God cannot be nullified. The Most High still rules in the kingdoms of men. We may be so blind that we miss the opportunities of the hour. We may become so contented, so obsessed with our own ideas and goals that we miss the moment. But God nevertheless will lead his plans and his purposes on to triumph. When light shines from the sanctuary, when the moment of crisis comes, some unique men and women in every generation rise to the occasion. They sense the uniqueness of the hour. They take advantage of the opportunity. They step through the open door. Truth, heaven-sent truth, has irresistible power when the appointed time of its heralding has come in the plan of God. Speaking of ancient Israel, the scripture says, the men of Issachar had understanding of the times knowing what Israel ought to do. If there ever was a time that we need Seventh-day Adventist physicians and dentists and medical personnel to understand the uniqueness of the hour, to look through the open door of the sanctuary, to see the open doors in the world, to rise to the opportunity, to rise to the occasion, it is now. If there ever was a time to understand the times and know what Israel ought to do, it is now. God raises up men and women for the time. In Bible times, he raised up Moses in Israel, Joseph in Egypt, Daniel in Babylon, Esther in Persia, to mention only a few. He's raised you up for this hour. As Christian Seventh-day Adventist health care providers, this is the hour of destiny, to share Christ's love and grace with the world. God has given his message to this church, a message of health and healing. He's called us not only to treat disease, but to help prevent it. He's called us not only to minister to the patient's physical needs, but as he opens doors, to minister to their emotional and spiritual needs as well. The message of health is a gift of God, a gift for our larger communities. It can't be bound within our office walls. The doors are open to a larger ministry in the community. Christ has called you to be the doctor in your community. There are other physicians, but you are the doctor of the soul in your community. The doctor of wholeness, the doctor of healing, the doctor at your hospital, the doctor at your office. Will you accept the challenge? Will you say, Jesus, I see the light shining from heaven's sanctuary. And Lord, if there's some areas in my life, in the area of physical health, that are not in harmony, if I've been kind of putting my hands up against some light that comes from that sanctuary and health practices in my own life, but teaching health to others, Lord, teach me. And Lord, by your grace and strength, reveal your power to me. Do you sense open doors in your community? Will you pray that God will help you to be creative? Creative in going from this conference and leading your church to be a center of health and healing in your community. Whatever you're doing already, does God want you to take another step? Does God want you to do something else? Will you go from this conference sensing that the doors of the sanctuary are open, the doors in the hearts of many of your patients are open, the doors in the community are open? This is no common hour, and you are no common medical practitioner. This is no ordinary hour, and you haven't been called to be ordinary. This is a moment of divine destiny. We rise to that challenge. 
Will you say, Jesus, I open my heart to you today to walk in and share the light from heaven's sanctuary. Let's pray. You've been listening to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. We hope you've enjoyed today's message and remind you that you can find more in our many ministry resources at hopelives365.com. And you can support this ministry by going to hopelives365.com slash donate. And now a final prayer from Pastor Mark. Father in heaven, we have this hope that burns within our hearts, the hope of the coming of the Lord. We do not desire merely to live another 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, whatever it is, in this earth. Father, this is a divine moment of destiny. This is no common hour and we're no common people. This is no ordinary moment and we are no ordinary people. Father, we don't want to fail in our destiny now. We don't want to miss the reason for our calling. We don't want to have you bypass us for another generation. We repent of our lethargy. We repent of the places we have not seized the opportunity. Give us eyes to see that light shining ever more brightly in the darkness. Give us eyes to see the open doors in our patients, in their hearts, the open doors in our community. As we walk in the light that shines from the sanctuary, prepare us and our families and our patients and our churches and our communities for that great day when you will come and we can sing together. We have this hope. Jesus' name, amen.